Uh, that Well, I'm thinking about the fact that my office is in the kitchen. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. It is in the kitchen right now, though. All right. <laughs> So welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell here with Mr. John Jones, uh, my terrific co-host, who I learned today through conversation that he's never actually watched an episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. That's not true. Okay. Okay. So, so truth on that is I don't watch me. I already know what I said. I fast forward to the good parts, you and what our guests talk about. <laughs> You already know what you, I don't. I don't need to hear what I already said. <laughs> yeah. So what <laughs> you're telling me here. is like when I was talking, you weren't listening. It's my wicked Boston accent that I don't want to hear. <laughs> you wicked. I've Boston. been down in Florida for 25 years, and I still and you to still have it. it. I, I I do. One of my favorite things is whenever we go someplace together, everybody always wants to ask. So, are you from Boston? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. What What gives it away? <laughs> <laughs> like it's the most obvious question <laughs> in the world. Pretty much. So, anyways, uh, John and I figured we'd have a little bit of fun today. So, um, we're gonna wing it a little bit, and what we're gonna talk about is we are almost exactly one year removed from the start of lockdown because of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, you know, it's funny, John, last week, uh, you and I, we actually got out. We went down to South Florida for a couple of days, um, and it was the anniversary so nice. week of a mortgage conference we were at in Orlando where things literally started to shut down. Yep. And in fact, I looked at um, one of the cool things about Facebook is they always show you like your memories and stuff like that. And do you remember we're in this massive hotel uh, by the convention center, convention center hotel for a mortgage conference that normally would have been packed thousands of people right and we were walking through i did a we did a facebook live together it's just you and i basically <laughs> showing we were the only ones in the hotel yep. and at a normal conference like this kind of eerie every yeah, restaurant and bar in the place would have been absolutely packed it had been three four deep um people hanging out and talking and yes you're right it was eerie this place was absolutely empty and uh, that weekend, we were there on a, I think that conference was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We got out Sunday afternoon. That was the last day that Disney was open. Yep. Um, before it closed. And I think you mentioned today coming in that this week, today is uh, March 16th, is when like restaurants in the Tampa Bay area. Yep. I think, pretty, I think St. Patrick's Day 2020 was about the, yeah. uh, the last yeah. of... Of, of all, all I know is, time. you know, we hit spring break for our kids. My kids are on spring break this week, and then they never took them back. Yeah, well, we don't want to go down that road again. Right. Yeah. Here in Florida, we've been blessed. We, we finished the year out last year that way in 2020 through the summer. And then by, by fall um, 2020, we were able to send the kids back or do it. I think it was about 50-50 here yeah. that half still did the remote learning for the first quarter. And uh and I think now it's probably back towards 80, 90% yeah. back in, in school here in Florida. Yeah. So, John Isford, we figured we would take some time today, whether you're a real estate agent, whether you're a loan originator, and kind of talk about the year, right? Like, we're a year almost removed. Things are starting to open up to your point. But a lot has happened, right? We went into shutdown, and we all went to a work-from-home environment. Certainly, that changed the way that we did business. Um, we had to adapt. Where is our business going to come from? How are we going to build relationships and, and get more referrals? And now it's shifting again and it's shifting again because things are starting to open back up. Mm -hmm. So we just figured we kind of talk about that a little bit. 
um, from the perspective of what are some of the things that you should be considering right now in your business based on some of the shifts that are currently going on um, in the market? You know, and I, I think, John, one of the first things that comes to my mind, and we've talked about this, is the change in our professional standards. Yeah, sure. I mean, we went from, um, you know, probably like, you know, the first couple of weeks via Zoom, working from home, still getting up, showering, doing our same routine at home, you know. Yeah shirt and ties, dressing, wearing pants, yes. and then slowly over, I think probably as we rolled into maybe uh, mid, late April, you know, shorts started to get put on, maybe some sweatpants, and then by midsummer we were all flip-flop shorts and, uh, you know, maybe a t-shirt. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, it, it, things definitely started to drift into uh, very casual. Yeah, and it's certainly more for me, and I, and I listen, I realize um, attire or dress is one thing, but I think you're using that as an example of how things progressed over time in terms of your professional standard, right? Like, hey, I started off wearing slacks and a dress shirt like I am today. I moved from that to wearing jeans and a dress shirt like John is today. That wasn't a dig. Was that a dig? <laughs> but then I then we moved from, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to wear jeans and my polo shirt. And that changed from jeans on a polo shirt to shorts and a polo shirt that eventually became a t-shirt, which eventually became, I never got out of my gym clothes and two o'clock rolls around and I still haven't taken a shower. And so that's just an analogy of how professional standards slip over time. So the question I would pose to those who are listening is what other professional standards in your business changed over time? And, you know, John, I, th I think our conversation is about what, what would be some of the common ones that we would probably see. I mean, probably just not getting getting out and, and, and doing the one-on-ones. You know, it's been hard over the past year. Um, those of us that did them via Zoom and still, you know, stayed connected, um, you can see it in their business, on their purchase business. You know, the transactions are still up and, you know, even stronger than they were a year ago. And for a lot of us, it was, um, you know, very casual working at home and not doing the networking and the things that we should have been doing. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I, I, I circle that back down to... Uh, you know, it's a full year. You laugh and you talk about, you know, the uh, our wardrobe dress attire, but, well, crap, you know, weight for a lot of us became an issue, right? Our, our standards, our standards. you know, for me, we talked about our routines, getting up early, yep. going to the gym before work, coming home, showering, getting the kids off to school. That kind of all stopped, you know, yeah. including the gym. The gyms were shut down. Yeah. You know, I wasn't set up to work out at home. And uh, over the next, you know, the first three, four, five months, I, I went on the... Yes. You know, our interest rates were dropping. My yep. weight was going up. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And uh, you, you've, congratulations, you've lost about 20 pounds here recently, and I'm still trying to get back down. But to that point, a lot of times the standards that we have in our life or in our business are based off of triggers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like for me, one of my triggers, and this is both a professional trigger and a personal life trigger one of my triggers has always been getting my kids to school. So I have an elementary age daughter. Same I here. take to school every day. That means I leave the house around 7 a.m. Well, she just recently went back to school because we were doing e-learning. But before yeah. that, because I didn't have to get any kids to school, like I didn't necessarily need to set an alarm because chances were I wasn't going to sleep past 8 o'clock. <laughs> right. It wasn't like I was taking a shower anyway, and I was wearing my gym clothes to work. So if I got up at eight, I could easily be at work by 830 because it's only like a 30 foot walk to my office. Right. Well, the professional standard that changed was 
when my work day started, like when I started getting in that mindset of getting into work. And I know you were an athlete in high school and college. Um, I was an athlete in my younger days too. And I remember a coach always talking about being mentally prepared for the game. Did you mm-hmm. ever, I'm yeah. sure you went through that, right? And I, and I think our work day is the same. Sure. Right. It's being mentally prepared for the work day. But when you didn't really give yourself the time to get mentally prepared for the work day, you start off maybe a little bit sluggish in that work. One hundred percent. Yeah. But I think the personal side for that to bring this full circle for me was that trigger to take the kids to school was also my trigger to get up and work out. Mm -hmm. So I before COVID, I would get up early in the morning a couple of days a week, do a workout take a shower, take the kids to school. Right. So I was waking up earlier. What this did for me is it caused the wake up to be later in the day and just a a much slower start. Right. And, uh, and now that for me, the kids are back to school, I've started working out in that regular, again, that trigger. Um, and here's the lesson that I've learned. You know, you talk about, we only, we don't learn anything success. We only learn in failure. My failure was I needed to identify what the trigger was sooner and put new triggers in place. And I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little credit, though. We were going through some crazy times in the mortgage business. I mean, so fast track back to a year ago um, when this all started, we went remote. I mean, for us, you know, mo- everybody was shut down, but interest rates des- decided just to do us a f- huge favor. Huge favor, yeah. I mean, a massive favor, and our, our, <clears throat> our, fo- our phones didn't stop ringing, right? I mean, yeah. our business virtually started to double, you know, within yeah. a 60 day period. And, um, pretty quickly, everybody was set up quickly at home. And I think from sales to all the way through every aspect of operations in our industry, it's been a, t- a crazy 12 months. Yes. I mean, busier than any other time in the mortgage business Correct. in yep. history. We broke a record this past year, 2020 and predicted to be right at that level in 2021, 2021. May- maybe even exceed it. Um, we'll, we'll see how rates play out, but, uh, it's been, I think, a long, tough ride for us adjusting to that in our industry. Um, as rates have ticked up a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see now. I think we need to make that pivot that we all made a year ago mm-hmm. and start thinking about opportunity back, you know, back towards our yeah. core business, um, out with realtors, referral partners, purchase business, right? The refis are yeah. probably going to slow up a little bit here as rates have ticked up just enough to yep. maybe cool that aspect of our business. But yeah, now we're, we're, back we're certainly seeing that yeah. more of a traditional business. You know, John, you, you hit a home run and it was a trigger <laughs> for me to think of something is, you know, I remember when this first laid out, the questions we started having with um, salespeople, and again, like I was doing webinars and classes that were realtor facing as well as just loan originator yep. facing. And the conversations I was having with those audiences, both of those audiences was, you, whatever business plan that you made for 2020, I, you need to crumble that thing up and throw it in the trash. Sure. We gotta start over, right? Yeah. And for us, a lot of our LOs, they shifted to, hey, I'm gonna take advantage of the current rate environment we're in. I'm gonna push my chips on, chump chips in on refis. And they did a great job and we did a lot of volume and it changed a lot of people's lives. And I think there's a conversation in this podcast about what to do with that now. Sure. But what, yours, what I'm hearing you say is, we're at that point again where the market is changing and it's shifting. And we need to take a look at that business plan again. And the one of the big things I learned during COVID in the last year was, I, 
you know, listen, I've always been a proponent to business planning. In fact, you can go back and look at, we actually have a podcast on business planning that John and I did together, is that a lot of the mistakes we make are we write this business plan, we do it in October or November for the upcoming year, and we put our blinders on, and I'm going to stick with this for the whole year. Right. And the reality is, if you're not pulling that thing out and looking at it, in different intervals of time, whether that's every couple of months or every quarter or whatever, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because what you're yeah. what you're just teaching us right now is, it's time for us to pull that business plan out again. That, by the way, we wrote for 2021 because a lot of it is changing again. Quickly, yes. <clears throat> yeah, quickly. Um, and I think that's that's the same for us in all of our business. You know, I, we did a, a call this morning with our sales team. Uh, we do every month. It's called Iron Sharpens Iron. And one of the things we spoke to our LOs about today is, you know, our real estate agent partners are facing challenges that are changing for them. And right now, one of those big changes to me is because of lack of inventory and the fact that you can put a home for sale on a Thursday and have multiple offers over ask by Sunday, one of the primary lead generation tools that agents used to have was holding open houses, right? Because mm -hmm. if I hold an open house, I'm gonna get, hopefully I'm gonna create some buyer leads for myself. But if I also take it a step further and do some door knocking after my open house and say, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Neighbors, so want you know, I'm the agent listing 123 Main Street over here. I did an open house today. We had 18 people come through. There are people who are looking to buy your house today. Have you ever thought about selling? Mm -hmm. right, right now, they're not doing open houses because they're flying off of the market so fast. So that opportunity to create a new buyer lead or possibly a new listing um, lead, is that window's gone. So as an agent, if that's been a primary part of your business, you've got to make the shift now to where else am I going to get my leads from? Right. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. You need to be a listing agent in this market for sure. Um, you know, if if you're working with buyers and buyers only, um, you know, I mean, you've talked to many people. It's probably you know five, ten. We've 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 had numbers as high as seventy-five contracts or offers on, on one listing. Could you imagine? You know, within seventy-two hours, which is insane. You know, yeah. um, so so you you need to you need to have um, the ability to list property right now. Yeah. And if you're if you're in Anywhere essentially in our country right now, we are extremely low in inventory. Mm -hmm. And if your thoughts were to sell maybe in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months, now might be a great time. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's that, it's that short and, <clears throat> um, and literally like you talk about bid over ask and escalate escalations to, uh, to offers. Um, yeah. it's, it's commonplace. In fact, a couple of people I talked to here in Florida this past week, um, you know, a lot of buyers are transitioning over to ask family members for help in paying cash and then trying to do financing post-close. Wow. Um, so, you know, that, that's how tight it is and in, in competitive in because, the market. Because they need to move quickly. They want to, yeah, they, they, they need to move quick. They want the seller to want their offer, right? And when there's financing, that's an extra, yeah. you know, if, if they're already probably going up against a handful of cash offers that are at or above ask. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So that's, that's becoming, you know, a little bit more common. So to flip the coin on kind of the subject we're talking on right now is, you know, the adjustment of your business plan. I think, you know, LOs are in a similar position. We've seen rates come up um, a little bit over the last four weeks. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen a reduction in the number of refi at-bats um, that we're getting. Um, by the way, another podcast we did recently on what LOs should be doing in 
this market with a rising rate environment. But I think that with everything opening back up, starting to, right? And again, we're in Florida. It's a little bit different here, I understand. Um, And the refi game starting to slow down a little bit. We kind of got to refocus if you're an originator back on that purchase business. And, you know, to me, you've heard me say before, whether rates are 3% or 13%, agents are always going to sell homes. It is the way to have longevity in this career. 100%. Uh, you know, it's through the purchase market. And, um, and I think, you know, we're in a unique market again, even for real estate agents. And, you know, the best way to gain influence with people is to add value to them. And so loan originators today need to be thinking about ways that I can meet an agent at a point of their need, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you you shared a great tip t- today is just that tool that we offer through MBS <clears throat> Highway, and it's, you know, uh, bid over ask, right? And, and, and the the how much over ask that you're willing to bid on the property to win the, win the deal, and, and what the, the time frame is, the number of months before you're back to break even, and then show an appreciation at that point going forward. So, yeah. you know, if you're a buyer out there, don't be afraid to uh, to maybe bid a little bit over ask, because within 12, 24 months, based on historic appreciation, uh, here at least in the Tampa Bay market, that, uh, you know, you're going to make up yeah. that that over uh, yeah. over ask. Yeah, yeah, very, uh, great tool. Um, that our that our loan originators have available to them. You know, I think the other thing is, um, and we talked about this too recently, is, you know, I, <clears throat> going back to professional standards, in the environment we were in as loan originators, we were churning and burning refinances. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, they're pretty easy to do for the most part. Like, you don't have to be creative to figure out how to do a refinance for a borrower. You tend to have to be a little bit more creative and knowledgeable in the purchase game, right? And Correct. so... To me, there's a difference between a loan originator on the street who is an order taker and the one that is a consultant. And going back to your point about we've got to we've got to help agents find solutions. I think today, you know, you've got to look at what financing solutions are available Mm -hmm. to help somebody make a bid over ask offer. Mm -hmm. Right. Because to your point, if people that cash buyer has an advantage because they can go right now. Right. Right. Um, and they know how much cash they have to work with. So if they're making an offer on a home that's listed for 400000 they know, hey, but I have 500000 in cash. I can make a $450,000 offer where the person who's financing thinks that they don't have those same options, but they likely do. Right. Yeah. So I shared this morning with our team, um, like one third of all conventional purchase mortgages we did in 2020 were um, 20% down. Mm-hmm. Two thirds were greater than 5% down. But if you look at it, and this is where like being a consultant matters, hey, if my borrower who comes to me and wants to put 20% down, instead I say to them, hey, let's put 5% down. Let's buy out the upfront MI. Let's buy Mm -hmm. out the monthly MI by paying for it upfront. You could have given yourself tens of thousands of dollars to work with for a bid over ask situation. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, and that's what I mean by like, hey, those are the types of conversations that you need to be having with agents and with buyers if you're going to help them in the current market that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, John, so shifting gears a little bit, um, you know, a lot of loan originators have come off probably their best year ever, probably a career year. Um, and I think that I would say so. Yeah. And so I think that we would be doing ourselves a, dis- a disservice if we weren't kind of looking back on that a little bit yep. 
and figuring out what we're going to do going forward. And I think there's two primary things uh, let's you and I chat about is um, one, I think you got to take a deep dive into where your business actually came from in 2020. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, if you're, if you're, you want to, you want to go back a full 12 months, really at the end of, at the end of this month here, at the end of the first quarter, analyze the first three months, 2021, and go all the way back through 2020 and break out your business, look exactly where it came from. Um, you know, any of the purchase business that you did in the last 12 months, you want to make sure you're reaching out to those agents, both the buyer's agent, the listing agent, handwritten notes, um, you know, the phone calls, the weekly calls, staying in front of them, you know, trying to get more business. And then looking at the mix of how much purchase to refi business you did. You know, many of us, like you said earlier on the call, you know, we we pivoted, we took advantage of these historic low rates. We've, We've had uh, several of us that have been in the business 10, 15 plus years mm-hmm. that have a massive database that we yeah. were able to reach back to our past client database and, uh, and, and help them save money by refinancing them. So yeah. look at the mix of your business, analyze that, and then, uh, and then put a plan together how you're going to stay on that same track as far as earnings 2021, mm-hmm. you know, so you're not disappointed at the end of the year um, falling short of your goal. Yeah. I think, you know, you talk database. I think I think one of the lessons learned out of 2020 is your database isn't only important during a refi boom. It's gold. Right? It's gold. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of times we just, we breeze over it. Like we mm-hmm. don't put the value in it that needs to be there or should be there. Regardless of whether we're in a refi boom or not, there are opportunities there all the time. You know, cash out refinances. People do refinances for a lot of different reasons other than just low rates but also sphere of influence, right? I mean, who is in your past client sphere of influence that might be an opportunity for you? I think a couple of things you you brought up, I'll go a little bit deeper on if I can, is one, you said look at your product mix in terms, I'm, I'm assuming you meant like purchase versus purchase refi, versus, yeah. right? And so I'll take you to go back a little bit further. Why don't you look at how many purchase transactions you closed in 2019 and I want you to compare that to how many you closed in 2020. You yep. might have some surprises there, right? 100%. Some of us are going to find that, hey, we actually had a decrease. Like had I not had refinances, I would have had a decrease in my volume and my income in 2020. Some of us will find that. Mm-hmm. Some of us will find that maybe we were flat and some of us probably had an increase. But I would encourage you to go back and not just look at 2020, but look at it compared to 2019. Another way that you could look at that is to John's point, go back and look at your past transactions on both the buy side and the list side and who you did business with. Are there any names on that list that you've done business with in the past that you maybe haven't heard from in a while? Because chances are they found a new LO. It's a good chance. While you weren't looking. Right. Good chance. Um, And so I think that's a good way to look back on your business, too, because those are quick, immediate opportunities that you can probably get some traction on um, really quick. And then I think the other thing you need to take a look at, and this is also to your point, if I look at my 2020 business, how much purchase and how much refinance I did, if I eliminated 80 percent of the refinances, am I going to be happy with the way my 2021 looks? A lot of us would be, mm-hmm. some of us might not be. If you're in the camp of, I don't know that I'd particularly be happy with that, that's when you really gotta dig into what am I gonna do to bridge that gap? 
urgent urgency right now. urgency <laughs> yes i love yeah, that you 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 and i know as you 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 also said earlier is is we've seen that drop in refinance applications over the last three and four weeks as mm-hmm. rates tick back up yep and right now for many of us we're still we're going to have one of our best months again closing months that we've had you know in company history yeah um you know part of that is because these are applications we started the end of last year and into january of this year when rates were still low so what you like to say is we're busy working in our business right now we're trying to get all these deals across the finish line and you're going to wake up april 1st and be shocked to look at your pipeline maybe going forward so I mean, it's urgency. You've yeah. got to get you got to get after it like right now. Yeah, like right you now. Know, and yeah. hopefully, you've already started that plan. Yeah, I I love that sense of urgency, John. I um before I got into the mortgage business, I was in retail, and one of the one of the biggest indicators we used in retail was year over year sales. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the year over year sales allowed us to know, hey, are we growing? You know, sure. and are we growing at the same rate? as G- GDP and inflation, you know, all of those things, right? M- measurables against other things. Um, here's the challenge with doing that in 2021. You're comparing year over year to the best year this industry has ever had. Correct. Right? And so when you think about it, we saw the first initial dive on rates about two weeks ago, a year ago. Sure. So two weeks ago, 2020. Um, which, which, by the way, rates are about the same. Yes. Not too far yes. off today. Just yes. they started where they're at today. They they continued a little bit of a dive down through the, you know, through 2020. And now they've kind of just taken a quick upturn back to about where we started doing a lot yeah. of refis a year ago. So if you're out there and you haven't pulled the trigger on a refinance, it's not too late. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I saw Bill McDonald up in Tennessee just post. He's now doing more refis the past two weeks than he did yeah, all Because everybody's year. afraid they missed out. Yeah. That sense right, of urgency. Coming, yeah. If you're out there, get on it right now. Yeah. Get a hold of a loan officer in your market and, and see if there's still time to save yeah, some money. I, I, I love the clarity on that because you're right. We've been it's sitting here talking <laughs> about like this is doom and gloom, right? But the reality is, it is the same Rates rate are still we were at a fantastic. Year ago, you know, yeah. same rate Whether you're here. buying or refining. So, um, go, you know, going back to that year over year comparison, you know, we saw a huge uptick in activity starting 54 weeks ago, mm-hmm. okay? So we're now finally at a point where we're gonna start comparing year over year to when things really started to take off, right? And I don't want that to f- make people fearful, okay? Because it's hard to 100%. compare. It's hard to compare year over year to the best year that this industry has ever had, right? So. Like I would avoid the conversations of, hey, our business Your is business down. Your business is down. <laughs> right. You know, like, hey, it's not down. Like if you really want to have a relative year of year comparison, compare it to 2019 instead of 2020, yeah. at least from Q2 to Q4. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, the psychology of it is the past couple of weeks in talking to my team, my LOs. It's getting prepared mentally to understand that you still might be having one of your best years in the business but it won't seem like 2020. Correct. And you're gonna mentally start waking up going, wow, I'm not slammed like I have been, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, you really gotta take a deep dive, analyze your numbers, look at the applications you're doing week over week, and, and compare them, like you said, all the way back to 20, 2019, and then you'll be surprised there. You might find that you're up 20, 30, 40%, but down 50 over 2020. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you're still in a good space. Yeah, nice job. 
Um, so the last thing I say we talk about is this. We just had, not just in mortgage, but in real estate, a number of sales professionals come off their best year ever, mm -hmm. which also means it was most likely their best financial year ever. <clears throat> Excuse me. My question is, how are you reinvesting that into your business growth for 2021 and going forward? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's just say you're an LO or anybody in sales and you somehow you got a surplus of 20K. Okay. Okay. What what we, we what we're encouraging you to be thinking about is how would you take that 20k and invest it into your business for long-term growth. And so like what are a couple of ways that some people might consider doing that? Yeah, I mean we the, now we we talk about this is still a good time to be thinking about adding team members. Mm -hmm. You know, adding support staff, maybe a loan officer assistant. <laughs> Um, or a transaction coordinator to help sustain the flow that you have now and mm -hmm. really go out and do the marketing and the, and the one-to-ones that you need to do to, to drive your business. I mean, you can't sit back thinking we're going to go backward. You've got to put the pedal to the metal here and go all in, mm -hmm. I think. You know, I mean, you've got to invest in your business. Uh, to your point, if you have the money to do it, um, you know, now's the time. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, is you, it might be a while before you have a surplus like this again. And so... Like I would be thinking about, hey, how can I invest this into my business marketing wise? In other words, how can I use it to produce more leads? Mm -hmm. um, I think to your point, you've got to be taking a look at leverage, right? Um, and leverage has a cost. And so what are the pe what are the leverage pieces that your business needs that are going to free you up to focus on the things that you should be doing? So, John, you talk a lot on this podcast about there's a difference between working on your business and working in your business. Mm -hmm. Working on your business is you going out and driving it. Working in your business is you shuffling paper, right? Yeah, like, and, and really that 2020, there's no way, there's no way to avoid that. Yes. Right. I mean, you, we were all stuck working in it. Um, yep. Your phones didn't stop ringing. You couldn't get in the car and go see people. You just, you were an order taker. But now we've got to take the lead and go out and be the hunter again, mm -hmm. right? Throw the line, cast the line, and, and, and bring some business back in, yep. you know, intentionally. Yep. So I'd encourage you to take a look at, hey, is there a way that you could invest that into the right pieces of leverage that you need to help you grow your business for the long term? Because, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things I've learned over the years is that first piece of leverage it takes a while to start bearing fruit. Like you're going to feel the immediate effects of, hey, I have leverage, I have help. I'm not having to do some of these things that I don't really want to do or shouldn't be doing in my business. But it takes a little while longer for it start to show an increase in sales. I promise sure. you, if you do leverage right, it will always bring more business. If you do leverage right, it will always bring you more business. And so that's ultimately the goal that you should be looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, John, wrap it up. Put a bow on it. So 2021, my prediction is if you're out there still looking to refi, again, rates are still at historic lows. And uh, if it doesn't quite make sense right now, be patient. Um, stay tuned. I think you might see another bite at the apple here over the next few months. Certainly could. Um, no crystal ball here, but we've got some, you know, some people that do think that we're going to get a, a little bit of a dip yep. uh, when we don't know, but uh, be ready for it. Yep. And I just think too, you know, I would encourage you, we talked a lot today about professional standards. Take a look at the analogy John and I gave uh, about our wardrobe for work. That was just an example to help you to think about what are other things in my professional or my personal life 
that COVID affected, the lockdown affected, um, that if you took a deeper dive, you might say, hey, you know what? I can tighten that up a little bit. You know, sometimes it's not about the 180 degree turn, John. It's about the one degree turn. You got it. Absolutely. Um, So uh, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. On behalf of John Jones, I am Brian Lovell. If you like what you see, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And if there's anything that you need, please know we're always here to serve.